Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It is I, your host for another great episode of Political Theater. It is I, Charles Nash. And ladies and gentlemen, we have lots of news this evening to cover. And let me tell you, (laughs) we've got some fantastic things just around the corner here. Uh, Before I even get into the news, folks, um, I had put out an announcement here this afternoon. Um, We have a special guest uh, who got a hold of me. He's been on the show before. It would be Scott Weibling. Uh, He's been on the show now, I believe, three times. This would be his fourth appearance. Uh, But he contacted me today, folks, because I I guess there is some, and I'm I'm waiting for more clarification on this, I guess there's some issues not just with the Marion City Schools, um, but I guess there's some issues going on with Marion City Schools and the state education um, department as well. Um, I'm, I'm waiting to get some more information on this. Uh, he is scheduled, it looks like, Thursday on my show um, to discuss what's going on. I'll have some better clarification on the issues at hand here, hopefully this evening, um, before Thursday's show. Uh, now, Thursday's show, I will do the interview with him, uh, and then afterwards, I will upload everything through all of my distributing um, companies that, you know, do my advertisement for the show and run all of my episodes. So it'll be on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcast, you know, Radio Republic. It'll be on all of those. I'm going to go ahead and tell everybody it usually takes about six to eight hours before any episodes of mine hit iHeartRadio. Um, it just has to do with something with the the RSS feed. Uh, so there's gonna there's always gonna be a delay on any of my podcast episodes um, on iHeartRadio, but they will they will be up there. It just takes a little bit of time for the feed to get to iHeart. With that being said, I'm going to go right in to today's uh, news for my podcast here for the show. The very first thing that I want to talk about, and I talked about this just a little bit um, here on last week's show, was the trucker, the, the, the Freedom Convoy, I should say, that was going on up in Canada, especially in, in, in Ottawa and different places around the United States, Canada, uh, crossing area, major highway areas, they were all shut down, uh, especially over the weekend for Super Bowl Sunday. So I had talked about possibly there was going to be some convoys starting up in the U.S., The National Guard was called in to secure around the Super Bowl. Believe it or not, Joe Biden and his administration thought that 
by all means, instead of maybe sitting down and talking with our own trucking industries to avert something like that, no, we're going to send the National Guard out because the Super Bowl is the most important thing here in our country for viewers. The Super Bowl. Which, by the way, was actually a pretty good, not trying to get off topic here, not a bad game. It was back and forth between the L.A. Rams and the Cincinnati Bengals, and the L.A. Rams did end up winning. There was some controversial uh, pass interference calls. Um, neither one of those teams, folks, were my team, so I'm I'm impartial when it comes to this. I'm I'm a Green Bay Packers fan, so it. None of those things happening in the Super Bowl with impartial calls or, or bad calls or, or whatever it was, it didn't bother me none at all. But it was a good game. Uh, I, I didn't think the commercials were that great this year. Uh, and to be honest with you, if you watch the halftime show, uh, big disappointment, especially when you have uh, <laughs> you have rapper Eminem up there giving a kneel during the performance in salute to Colin Kaepernick. Wow. All I can say is, is uh, I could have thought of some very, uh, I don't know, better influential halftime show individuals to to have for a halftime show than, than all the rappers that they had up there. But what, what do I know? I'm not into that stuff. It's just my opinion. But getting back to what I was talking about with the trucker convoys for for the Freedom Convoy. Now, in today's news, you had the president in Canada meet with some of the truckers, and basically, instead of instead of trying to come to some kind of an agreement, they put more federal regulations yet again down on the truckers. So now you have the truckers going right back to what they were doing in a standoff with the Canadian government. I'm telling you folks what's going to end up happening with that. When all of Canada shuts down because truckers all across Canada are just going to stop delivering their services, they don't have to go out on major interstates or bridges or roads. All they have to do is stay home and not do anything, folks, and they'll shut the whole country down. And I, I don't think the Canadian government really fully understands what they're committing to by insulting these truckers and basically spitting on them, not listening to them, at all, not even coming to any kind of compromise to the table. They're just spitting on them. And I'm telling you what's going to happen. And if, if the trucking industry here in the U.S. should be smartening up and taking an example out of what's going on in the northern part, just to the country above us, because I'm telling you, Joe Biden and his administration, you, you think... You think the Canadian government is bad on truckers. Folks, it's just as bad here in the United States. Which gets me to my first article. I've been saving this one since last week. Uh, it was a Fox News article. It says, 
Ricky uh, Schroeder, he's an actor, it says calls on American truckers to shut down Washington aim Canadian Freedom Convoy protests. I'll read a little bit of this article here. I, I, it was a pretty good article. It says, Ricky Schroeder has called upon the American truckers to shut down Washington over the COVID-19 restrictions. It says, the actor who praised Canadians Freedom Convoy truckers took to Instagram on Thursday to record a lengthy video of himself for nearly 70K followers. It says the 51-year-old 50, is sitting outside uh, beside a fire while reading the Bible and analyzing its teachings. Uh, Schroeder was quoted saying, I think we see what we're facing here. Um, he said, it's an evil that is trying to be forced upon our children and upon us. And God bless the Canadian truckers and the Canadian cowboys up there on the border. As Schroeder said, there's the great potential for American truckers critical of mandates to kick off a similar protest or protests by descending upon Washington, D.C. and other state capitals as early as Super Bowl Sunday. Now, I read this article because, like I said, the one big thing with this article here, folks, is <laughs> Ricky Schroeder is absolutely correct. If you look at, like I said last week, with all of the stipulations that are on the American trucking industry, it doesn't matter just the state or state-to-state -state regulations that they're passing down on truckers or new even harder regulation on truckers. Look at the government mandates medically, not just COVID, the medical mandates on truckers. Look at the issue with the shipping problem that Joe Biden blamed on the trucking industry. When we all know damn well it wasn't the trucking industry. And we talked about that last week. I, I won't go all into that full stretch again. But Ricky Schroeder here is correct, folks. The American trucking industry can end a lot of these issues going on with our government in Washington, D.C. and this power control grab. You talk about empty shelves just under Joe Biden. You shut the American truckers down. They shut down everything. It's over. You will shut down the federal government. There won't be anything. And I honestly, I honestly really do hope that some people actually read this article and maybe this individual, this Ricky Schroeder, this actor, I call upon you yourself. You're, you're, you're throwing these examples out here to the American public, to the American truckers, to the American Trucking Association. Follow through with it. Help them get something rolling here. And I know most people are saying, well, Mr. Mr. Nash, it sounds like you're advocating. I, You know what? I am. I am going to advocate this. I have said for a long time, you go back in history, look at the 70s, folks, when the truckers shut down over gas and diesel prices. And look how fast that corrected itself. 
It can be done again. I know it's different circumstances. It can be done again. And I would not be surprised if it doesn't happen. But it's a good article. Um, there should be more people. I, I hope there was more people out there um, that actually read that article. And then there's there's also this I want to share with people. If you've never been to this website, um, and no, it's not GoFundMe because they're they're under they're under federal investigation for pulling money from Freedom Convoy. Um, but there is another site. It's Give Send Go. Now they have a campaign going on right now. If you support the 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 Freedom Convoy movement, not just in Canada but here in the United States, it's that's there's a lot of talk about it. If you go to Give Send Go's website, the very first thing is trending campaigns. You can go in. It says Adopt a Trucker. Um, it's by a gentleman who started it is Chris uh, Gareth is his name. You can click on that link and you can actually give money to the Adopt a Trucker, which is the whole Freedom Convoy movement. Um, they have other other uh, groups on here raising money. There's another one for Freedom Convoy 2022. It says by Freedom 2022 Human Rights and Freedoms. Um, you can give money to there. There, like right now, they show like a fifty-nine percent um, completion. It looks like they're looking for one hundred and sixty thousand dollars. It looks like for one of them, one's asking for they're 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 going up over a million dollars. Um, it, it again, it it's all for the cause for Freedom Convoy and the movements that's being caused by Freedom Convoy. Just something to to look at if you haven't been to that website. Now, I'm going to move away from from Freedom Convoy because I have there's just so much news I want to go over in in today's show. So we're kind of going to be all over the place today. So just bear with me. The next article that I have. Now, I talked about this about two weeks ago. It was the issue with Joe Rogan on the Joe Rogan Experience podcast. And, and he's, he's home to Spotify and Anchor just like I am, folks. He's on the same network just like I am. Now, granted, he has got a bajillion times more listeners than I do. And I'm okay with that. Joe Rogan has great people on a show. I don't care if they're controversial or not. Now, we talked about this. Well, we talked about this pretty lengthy. And I told Joe Rogan myself, I said, don't apologize to these people. I said, you start apologizing to the liberal media or the, the liberal wackos. You give them 20 miles, they'll ask for 100 more, and they'll never be satisfied. Well, he's, he's figured that out now, folks. Because after the apologies for having his guest host on here two weeks ago, well, now you have CNN and their relentless attack on Joe Rogan. 
So I have this article here I wanted to read to everybody. It says, CNN's all-out war with Joe Rogan. It says, Joe Rogan was unwittingly became public enemy number one in recent weeks uh, among a whole list of other people. It says, arguing artists like Neil Young and uh, Johnny Mitchell have fueled a boycott movement against Spotify while top Biden officials in the White House, like Press Secretary Jen Panasaki and the U.S. Surgeon General Vivek Murthy, have urged the streaming giant to do more to crack down on so-called COVID misinformation. It says political operations or operatives have also been digging up Rogan's most offensive comments in his podcast archives, including including a compilation of him using the N-word to further attack his character. Now, folks, I'm just going to tell you this right now. CNN... (laughs) CNN has thrown the kitchen sink at Joe Rogan over the last two weeks. And I honestly feel that CNN is completely out of ideas to attack Joe Rogan on because Joe Rogan has just completely shrugged it off and has kept going. Matter of fact, I believe, I believe Rogan has even made comments uh, about CNN. I mean, here's one here's one comment um, that that Joe Rogan said about CNN, <laughs> and it's actually pretty good. He said, "Not all opinions are created equal." Um, And that's true. But, you know, uh, Joe Rogan has even went back and forth with them about their own controversies and and, and CNN's own misinformation and has called them out several times. I mean, how many times this year, folks? This is what gets me about this. How many times in the last two years since the birth of the pandemic with COVID, has CNN went out there and fear-mongered everyone in the United States and everyone around the world on its news network? How many times have they given misinformation out and they've had to retract it? Or they've looked stupid? How many anchors have been fired over sexual allegations? that they claimed was never happening and their network was the, 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 the eye of the beholder and couldn't do no wrong. And it's just allegation after allegation after allegation. Well, I'm, I'm telling you folks, CNN has more problems than they can hold a candle to with Joe Rogan. And I just find it amazingly funny that they're going after Joe Rogan over his right 
and his freedom of speech to have whoever he wants on his show. And they're going after him for COVID misinformation when they are the epitome of misinformation, not just with COVID, with everything. Look at the issue right now with Donald Trump. With all of the Russia, remember the Russia, Russia, Russia? Now that's all coming out. And all those networks are being account- held accountable for that now. The Durham report that just came out here yesterday. And they want to attack Joe Rogan over COVID misinformation or who he has on his show. Isn't that the coffee calling the kettle black? Now I do. I think CNN has completely, and I mean completely, I mean, they they already have a long time ago, but any bit of credibility that CNN thinks they have, <laughs> nobody takes them seriously, folks. And Joe Rogan is eating them alive. I just, I, I wanted to share this because it's just, they, they are so stuck on Joe Rogan over the last two weeks. I, and they're, uh, they're ignoring everything else that's actually, actually newsworthy. It's just, I, I'm telling you, I, 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 journalism is dead, folks. Real journalism that you would get from news networks that you would get off the TV, major networks like CNN, it's dead. They have, they have nothing to talk about except trying to pick fights with people. And then they're getting embarrassed by the individuals they're picking fights with. It just, it astounds me that these liberal clowns honestly think they're they're going to shut down Spotify or they're going to shut down Joe Rogan. It's just, it, it, it never ceases to amaze me. Now, I am 23 minutes into the show here. We're going to go ahead and take our first commercial timeout. I have... Lots of news, so please stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back. How many people love sweets? Well, if you're anything like me, folks, you always have that sweet tooth. But there's a solution when it comes to your sugar delight needs. Introducing Sprinkle Lisa Cookies and Cakery. With over 40 plus years in bakery experience, Sprinkle Lisa Cookies and Cakery is your one-stop shop for all your bakery sweets that you're ever gonna need, folks. From delicious sugar cookies decorated to match any special party or party theme occasion, pies and amazing cupcakes from garment flavors to traditional and fabulous wedding cakes for that one-in-a-lifetime moment. Sprinkle Lisa Cookies and Cakery is hands down the professional and dependable business that you need to order from. For more information, contact Sprinkle Lisa Cookies and Cakery at 419-709-0911. 
1-800-273-1618 or check out their Facebook page for more details and special offers. Dad, I want a cookie. Looks like I'm going to be making a late night order to Lisa Sprinkles Cookies and Cakeries, folks. When it comes to Mother Nature, anything is possible. And with the unknown possibility comes severe weather. With these severe weather, what usually happens? You get down trees. Once the tree is removed, you've got these stumps just sitting everywhere. They're ungodly and they're just sitting in your yard, folks. Rather in the backyard, the front yard, up against your house. And they're just a sight for sore eyes. You have to mow around them. You have to stare at them through your windows. Your neighbors don't like seeing it. It makes your property values go down. And over time, stumps start to decay, become sinkholes, or even become bug infested. And who wants to have to call an exterminator for an extra cost? But folks, there is an answer to this problem. It's called Neidhart's Stump Removal and Land Clearing Operations. A family-owned and operated business Nyhart's Stump Removal offers not only stump removal, but forestry, logging, tree cutting services, demolition, as well as excavation. And they're fully insured if something would happen while they're on the job. For more information, you can contact them at 740-751-5654 or visit their website at www nineheartsstumpremoval.com or send your questions to info at nineheartstumpremoval.com. In today's juggle between family and work, it's hard to get out of the same old routine and into something new. When you do have time for an adventure or for a vacation, you want to find something that's new and magical for you and the family. May I suggest the Ohio Railway Museum in Worthington. Founded in 1948, the Ohio Railway Museum is one of the oldest railroad museums in America. The museum is designed to educate through a historical exploration of century-old rail evolution. Ohio Railway in Worthington offers a glimpse of railroading past through their exhibits, like static equipment displays of electric traction and steam. They also offer rides with both of their street cars and Pullman passenger cars for the kids, for example. So come take your family on a visit through a historical journey of locomotion. The Ohio Railway Museum is located at 990 uh, Proprietors Road in Worthington, Ohio. Open Sundays for the 2021 season from noon to 4 p.m. through the end of December, weather permitting. Regular pricing for adults is $9, children $7. Senior citizens and people with military personnel badges and IDs is $8. And as always, children under the age of three are free. You can ride as many times as you'd like on the ticket date as well. For more information, visit their website at www.ohiorailwaymuseum.org or you can go to Facebook or contact the museum directly at 
7345 for more details for their seasonal events. And remember, folks, it's a ride on a train of adventure and education. Don't miss out. Stress, headaches, and long hours at work. That pain in your lower back that just won't go away. Day after day, week after long week. You for once wish you could be pampered. Get some feeling of relaxation you've long deserved. Well, I'm happy to announce you can. And it's easy, affordable, and just a click or phone call away. When life has taken away my relaxation, I check into the Tailored Massage Therapy and Wellness. Located at 6174 Commerce Drive, Suit E in Mount Gilead, Ohio, Tailored Massage Therapy and Wellness offer a wide variety of services, including relaxation massage, therapeutic deep tissue massage, cupping, hot stones, prenatal massage, facials, facial waxing and cupping, eyebrow tinting and eyelash lifting, CBD muscle mender, and even aromatherapy. They are a five-star rated business. Operating hours are Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. For more information, check out their Facebook page or tailoredmassagetherapyandwellness.com. You can also contact them by email at tailoredmassagewellness at gmail.com or by phone, area code 567-233-3288. When you are in need of drain and plumbing services, there's only one place, ladies and gentlemen, for local service that you can actually rely on. That is Dolan Drain and Plumbing Service. Located in Cardington, serving the Morrow County area, Dolan Drain and Plumbing offer quality service and customer satisfaction. With drain cleaning, camera inspections, and a full plumbing service, they offer a 24-7 emergency service for you and your family when the unexpected rears its ugly head. Billing is easy and affordable, and they offer a 10% off for services with cash payments. So if you are in need of a drain or a plumbing service issue, call Doolin and Plumbing Service, area code 419-560-6807, and put your drain and plumbing services in their hands. You'll be thankful you did, folks. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, it's me, Charles Nash from Political Theater. You know, I get to do a lot of local ads for small businesses and businesses that are just opening up here in Ohio. And out of all of them that I've done ads for, there's one that really stands out to me just because of the story behind it. And it's so touching. 
That would be Footprints and Wax. Now they are a fairly new small family business. They are located between Galleon and Mount Gilead, Ohio. They create all-natural, hand-poured, soy wax melts. All-natural, chemical-free, face, body, hand, feet, and lip scrubs. Chemical-free products that help eliminate many dangerous toxins from entering the home and our bodies. They also create hand-painted, beautiful wooden ornaments for any occasion. The perfect gift for loved ones. And with the holidays just around the corner, who could pass up on their wide variety of gift baskets they have to offer? Pricing is reasonable and affordable. They provide a professional and speedy process while also trying to maintain the highest quality of products for their customers. Working hours are Monday through Sunday, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. For more information, you can find them on Facebook, Instagram, or on their webpage at www.footprintsandwax.com. Or you can call the owner, Missy Boggs, area code 419-569-1222 for further questions. And tell them that Charles Nash from Political Theater sent you. Thanks, folks. And we are back here, ladies and gentlemen, for the next part of the show here. Coming in from commercial break and all of my Think Local First ads. So we're going to go ahead here get right back into diving into the much-needed, talked-about news. So my next topic that I want to get into is just... <laughs> I, I talked about this here before we went to break. It's uh, I, I mentioned the Durham uh, probe that was going on, and it has now hit accountability for the Clintons. Now, I'm just going to go ahead and say this. I, I know most people will be like, well, you're such a downer. Folks, you're never going to see Hillary Clinton or any of the Clintons for anything that they've done criminal-wise. You're never going to see them behind bars. It's just not going to happen. This probe is going to indict and put criminal charges against people that were in her campaign. All of these small, insignificant players are the ones that are going to go to jail. And I know most of the people are saying, boy, thanks, Mr. Nash. You're, you're a real Debbie Downer. Do you honestly think, does anyone ever really think Hillary Clinton's going to go to jail for anything or any of the Clintons? Come on. Those people have gotten away with murder. And none of them are behind bars. And I know that that, that goes against the whole criminal justice system, that no one is above the law, and she's not. But folks, they're never going to prosecute Hillary Clinton when it comes to the Durham investigation or probe. 
even if it pointed the finger and her signature was on a document that said she was the mastermind behind it, they're never going to charge her federally. But speaking of it, I want to talk about all the news surrounding it. <laughs> Here's one of them right here. This one was on Reuters. It says, uh, Senator calls for Hillary Clinton's accountability. They spied and they lied. It says, Florida GOP Senator Rick Scott on Tuesday demanded accountability for former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton after a court filing revealed lawyers for her presidential campaign alleged paid a technology company to infiltrate servers belonging to the Trump Tower and the White House to compile dirt on the former President Trump related to the Russia hoax. It says Scott also blasted the mainstream media, I talked about this here a little bit ago, for pirating the Democratic narrative that Trump engaged in Russian collusion. While a recent filing from special counsel John Durham found the Clinton campaign actually spied on a sitting president of the United States. Scott said they spied and they lied. We need accountability. We need accountability for the Clinton campaign. It says Durham revealed a court filing on February the 11th that tech companies working with the Clinton campaign were mining internet servers and data at the White House and Trump Tower for the purpose of gathering derogatory information about Trump. It says they were trying to establish an interference and narrative about Trump and Russia, the court filing stated. Now, as I go through here, now they do give a breakdown of the Durham probe. It's actually pretty sophisticated, folks. I actually am not going to lie to you as I was reading this. It's about three pages long on this article here. It goes between two companies and certain individuals mining for, for data and, and placing in false information on Trump. Now... As you go through this article, it comes down to the bottom. It says spokespeople for the Clinton campaign and Nadler did not respond to any of the major networks for request of comment. Well, no, they're not going to redo a, a comment. You honestly think Hillary Clinton, folks, again, you know 110% that her hands are completely covered in dirt on this. They could 100% tie her to this if they haven't already. You're never going to see a federal grand jury or an indictment against Hillary Clinton. It's just not going to happen. As you can see, it's hitting everyone in her campaign, everyone in these tech companies, 
and everyone that had to do or touched that dirty dossier. It will never hit Hillary Clinton. The sky would have to part for that to happen. And I don't see it happening. I would love to see accountability. Don't get me wrong. But you're never going to see an indictment of Hillary Clinton. It's never going to happen. It'll be all the players under her, but not her. Now, I go to the next article. It's from Newsmax. It says, T-I-P-P pool. Repeat this again. It says, T-I-P-P pool. Two-thirds of Dems say Hillary Clinton should be investigated. That's actually quite shocking, the number on that. I'll go ahead and read it down here. It says, a full 66% of Democrats want to see Hillary Clinton investigated for her role that she might have had in trying to manufacture former President Donald Trump's tie to the Russian uh, inclusion in an attempt to smear him, according to a new poll from the Techno uh, Mercata Institute of Policy and Procedures, or the TIPP. It says uh, the figure marks a 20-point increase from last October, according to the TIPP. It says the most recent documents revealing that the special counsel's John Durham's investigation is ready to prove that the Clinton campaign and another individual identified as Tech Executive One tried to infiltrate computer servers at Trump Tower and Trump-owned apartment buildings in New York. It says the team also tried to get into servers at the White House once Trump took office to try to get data that would create the impression that Trump had interfered and had ties to Russia in an effort to deflect attention from Hillary Clinton's missing email scandal in 2016. Giving the breakdown here, and this is actually pretty quite startling numbers here if you go off this pool. It says 91% of Republicans called for Clinton to be investigated. 65% of independents said they want Clinton investigated. 71% of Republicans and an equal number of Democrats. Let me repeat that again. It says 71% of Republicans and equal number of Democrats basically says, said that is more important that they want this investigated. They've also said that it's also important that Joe Biden's son, Hunter, keep away from any business involving the administration, the Hillary Clinton administration, or even the Joe Biden administration. 46% uh, of Americans say the media has done a fair to poor job covering Joe Biden in allegations of influence peddling by members of his family. I love how this article in these polls tied not only the, the Hillary Clinton campaign and her herself, 
but they, they, they tied the Democratic Party of Joe Biden and his family involved. See, folks, this is what I'm telling you. People see the corruption within the United States and the Democratic Party. This is why you see the Democratic Party scrambling right now to change narratives, which what they've done here for the last couple years with COVID lockdowns, the attack on Donald Trump. Now it's, oh, we're getting rid of mask mandates. That'll cover up everything that we've done. That'll stop the hurt and make people forget about all the small businesses that we've shut down, all the lives we've ruined, the the mental instability of the American public. It's the same thing here. It's the same thing. It's, well, Hillary Clinton did this to get away from her Benghazi scandal, her server scandal. Same thing with Joe Biden. And all of the dismal things that he's done in the face of everyone in this country to make everyone's lives a living hell. It was just a, a great article. I Again, it's a poll. I mean, and this poll here, they gave the breakdown. It says the poll was conducted in January, the end of January. It said they surveyed 1,308 Americans. No margin of error was given. So there you have it. If you're a poll taker, that should be a eye-popping, um, an eye-popping poll, I guess. If you're not a poll individual that, that, that really believes in these polls, then it probably didn't mean squat to you. Now, here's another article. This is on Fox News. Uh, the same article can actually be read on on The Hill. Com. It says the Clinton campaign lawyer, Sussman, and if you don't know who Sussman is, he was, he was one of Clinton's lawyers. Now, he has been charged now by John Durham. It says, uh, again, it says Clinton campaign lawyer, Sussman, asks court to strike Durham's factual background from latest filing. Let me repeat this again because I know most people is going, what in the world do they, who would do that? It says Clinton lawyer Sussman asked court to strike down Durham's factual background from latest filing. Now, before I get into this article, I know most people are scratching their heads saying, now, wait a minute. If John Durham's investigation pinpointed Sussman as an individual who was committing crimes and it's fact, backed up by facts and background facts, why would he be asking him and his lawyers be asking that that be stricken from the latest federal filing against them? Well, I can tell you why, folks. Because it incriminates him right off the bat. Now, a regular average Joe like you and me, if the federal government came in and said, You're, we, we have facts against you, we have evidence against you that you committed a crime, rather it be perjury, lying in front of a grand jury, lying in front of, you know, 
the court system or the or the Senate, whatever it may be, lying to a federal investigate investigator, whatever. If we were to ask, hey, uh, I know we look pretty incriminating. Can you strike that part from the record? It just makes us look so bad. No one is going to do that. All of that's going to be thrown at us in a courtroom. A judge is not going to strip that away because we look more incriminating because of the facts. But believe it or not, folks, with big wigs and federal, when it comes to federal lawyers or politicians, judges will strike down these certain damning evidence before it ever hits a trial. Believe it or not. I know that's hard to believe, but it's the truth. So I'm going to get into this article here. It says, Attorneys for Michael Sussman, the former Clinton campaign lawyer, charged as charged as part of the special counsel John Durham's investigation into the origins of the Trump-Russia probe, demanded that the court strike the factual background sanction of Durham's latest filing, arguing it will taint the jury pool. Let me repeat that again. It will taint the jury pool. This is exactly what I just said before I even read this article. When you're guilty and they have actual evidence against you that incriminates you 100%, you and I could not have that stricken from the court. It doesn't matter if I went out and murdered someone tomorrow and the murder weapon, the getaway vehicle, and everything that had to do with the murder that incriminated me, and I even left a letter with my handprint on it saying I did it, if I asked a judge at any level to, well, I, it, would, it just makes me look more incriminating to the jury. They're not going to get rid of that. They don't give two rats about me. But your high-class politicians, lawyers, people that work within the federal government, that work with the FBI and the CIA, work with the Senate and the House, the Justice Department, the DA, the White House, they get special privileges, folks. So for people saying that there isn't a two-tier justice system, you're seeing it right here because I guarantee it, they will throw out portions, not all of it. They will throw out portions of this because it's too condemning. You mark my words, they will do this for this individual. A judge will do it. Or they'll have a liberal judge in there that'll go, well, now it, he's correct. It'll, it'll just, it'll taunt the jury because they'll already have a negative aspect on him. I guarantee it. You and I would not get that kind of, you know, clemence towards us, but they will. Continuing with the article, it says Durham filed a motion on February the 11th. It focused on uh, potential conflicts of interest 
related to the representation of Sussman, who has been charged with making a false statement to a federal agent. Sussman has pleaded not guilty to the charge. Now, going through here, they, they have given some of the information of what he has been charged with, again, very back and forth. It's between him and two company, tech companies. Some of the tech company names have been given certain individuals, but they have not had charges against them. Um, I, I like this in here. It says Sussman's attorney added that Sadly, the special counsel seems to be succeeding in his effort to ignite unfair pre-Jewish-dictual media coverage of Mr. Sussman's case. Folks, if you're guilty, you're guilty. Now, I know, I know you cannot throw legally the book at somebody and say you're guilty until you are proven innocent in a court of law. I, I, I get that. I'm not saying this man is 100% guilty right off the bat without him going to court. What I have a problem with this is them asking to drop the charges, certain charges, or to negate charges against him because it makes him look more criminal. Because the factual, and that's the wording here, the factual background, meaning it's true, makes him look condemning. It'll corrupt the jury, make them have a negative aspect before a trial goes underway. I, I shake my head on this because this is exactly what's wrong with our justice system. There is a two-tier justice system for you and I and them. And it's sickening to the point that I, I think to myself, if this was anybody else, we'd have the book thrown at us at full force. There would be no, well, this evidence has to be thrown out because it makes you look more incriminating. I've just never heard this before. And you can go through uh, on, on the, the page here. It says um, they, they give a breakdown of everything he's being charged with. The individuals and the players that's involved in this is very quite lengthy. It goes even in length about how they tied him not only with the tech companies and the conversations he was having with them. They talk about how he lied in front of a Senate judiciary hearing. He lied to federal FBI agents about not being involved or being in contact with individuals about the whole Russia collusion incident when he in fact was. And they go back through and actually show he was being, he was billing the Clinton campaign for what he was doing. So John Durham just went through and just followed the trail of money. And it went from him right back to the Clinton campaign. Not hard to do. 
if you know what you're doing. Great article. I, I really do. And they even give the actual indictment letter. You can actually look at it of the charges that they're filing against Sussman. Now, the next article that I want to bring up, uh, this one has to do with the whole, before we go to our next commercial break here, this, this has to do with the tensions between U.S. and Russia over the whole Ukraine issue. Now, this is just developing. This just happened here around 4.30. Biden gave a speech. It says, Biden defying Ukraine uh, liberty. It says, excuse me, it says, Biden defending Ukraine liberty could cause U.S. economy pain. Now, folks, I have said this from the beginning. Joe Biden is no different than Barack Hussein Obama. Remember with the whole thing with, with Barack Obama and Syria? Everyone remember that? Well, here's a line. Here's a line right here. Here's this red line. You don't dare to touch this. You don't dare come across it. You don't even put your pinky toe across it. Or there's going to be consequences and repercussions. And what happened? All of our enemies went right over that line. There was no consequences. There was no repercussions. He was a laughing stock. This is the same thing here. This is the Biden administration trying to make themselves look big with the buildup of at the border with Russia against Ukraine. And now you've got Joe Biden. What's he saying? Well, you know, if uh, they go in there, uh, you know, we're really not going to stop them. We're going to make a big deal about this. But if we did go in there, I'm not saying we couldn't or that we should. But what I am saying is that if we go in there, well, it's just going to hurt us economically back home like there's no tomorrow. Seeing how I caused the problem to begin with back home with the economic issues, it's going to cause more problems. And I just can't have that. Now, before I get into this article, I'm, I'm looking at the watch here. I have to take my next commercial time out. So stick with me. We'll be right back, folks. Friends, when it comes to big, costly concrete projects, rather for the residential, commercial, or just for decorative needs. You want a company that's reliable and professionally dependable. That's why for all of my concrete project needs, I contact the people at Pennington Concrete. Pennington Concrete is locally owned and an operated business. They specialize in residential, commercial, and decorative concretes. And they are a five-star rated business. So if you have any concrete projects and need help getting your concrete masterpiece off the ground, put the trowel tools down and call the professionals at Pennington Concrete. You'll save loads of time, money, and headaches. For more information, you can contact Pennington Concrete at 740-396-7620 
or check out their Facebook page under Pennington Concrete and tell them that Charles Nash from Political Theater sent you. Time. A word we take for granted. As the years pass by, so does one's age. Families and loved ones share memories and moments. Many times, as loved ones pass on, they bequeath antiques from their past that end up carrying on into the future through their loved ones. As antique items are handed down through generation to generation. Friends, if you're someone like me, antiques are a way to pass along one story onto the next generation. And maybe that's why my friends at the On the Square Antiques specialize in just that, antiques. Located in downtown Mount Gilead, Ohio, On the Square Antiques feature fine antiques, collectibles, furniture, grand millennial, granny chick, artwork, and very nice jewelry. Store hours are Wednesday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., and Sunday, 12 to 4 p.m. They arrange payments very easily, and you can pick up at your own convenience or shipping options are available. For more information, check out their Facebook page on On The Square Antiques, or you can message them at onthesquareantiques at yahoo.com, or even by phone, area code 614-330-6322. And as they always say, happy antiquing. Need an outside cleaning? Better call Pro Select. House siding, brick, or exterior dirtied or mildewed? Better call Pro Select. Deck looking dingy or yellowed? Better call ProSelect! How about gutter stains or window smudges? You better call ProSelect! ProSelect Exterior Cleaning and Services. For more information or to schedule a free estimate, call 740-504-8311 or visit their website at ProSelect LLC or Facebook Email them at proselect.es at gmail.com for more information. Looking for innovative and professionalism when it comes to the residential and commercial construction? Well, have I got the company for you folks. America's Pioneer Construction. With over 25 years of building and management experience, Pioneer Construction is the leader in craftsmanship and creativity through construction. Started in 1995 by a master carpenter and craftsman, the company has grown and evolved with the reputation of construction known for trust, knowledge, and integrity. From custom-built homes to renovations, Pioneer provides superior customer service and satisfaction in the areas of general contracting, construction management, design and build, planning and complete project management through the whole construction process. So if you're looking for a dependable and knowledgeable company to get your dream project off the ground, 
Call Pioneer Construction Company. Located in Mount Gilead, Columbus, and the Cincinnati, Ohio areas. Or you can drop them a message at Pioneer Construction 1975.jb3 at gmail.com or scroll through their website at pioneerconstruction.us for more information. You won't be sorry that you did, folks. Hello there, ladies and gentlemen. It's me again, Charles Nash, your host from Political Theater. When you wake up in the morning, you're tired. You're trying to fumble around the bedroom, find your way down the stairs into your kitchen. And what's the one thing you want to do? You want to get woke up. Well, that's where I have a problem. In the morning, I try to find the best coffee that I possibly can. The regular things off the store shelves just don't work for me. But I found a coffee and a company that does. It's called Black Rifle Coffee. Now, Black Rifle Coffee is made and owned by veterans here in the United States. They serve a premium coffee. The coffee is imported from highly qualified coffee beans from Colombia and Brazil. They're roasted for five days at their facilities in Manchester, Tennessee and Salt Lake City, Utah. They have some of the best coffee that you can imagine. One cup and even a half a cup gets me woke up in the morning and I've got enough energy to carry me through the rest of the day. So I'm here to tell you about Black Rifle Coffee. You can go online to blackriflecoffee.com, order from their webpage. They will ship it to your house directly. They've got several different kinds of roasts. And again, some of the best coffee you'll ever have. That's Black Rifle Coffee. And if you don't want to believe me or take my word for it, go to their website. You can get a free trial yourself and taste the magic in their coffee. Again, that's Black Rifle Coffee. Try it. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen, finishing up the last part of our broadcasting show here. And we're going to swing right back in to where we left off. Now, I was talking about all of the things going on with the, the Durham investigation. And surprisingly enough... As I was sitting here, there was a new news article that popped up. And I want to I want to share this because it's actually <coughs> it's actually quite hilarious uh, hilarious here. It says uh, Hillary Clinton dodges questions about the Durham probe developments. I mean, this this just came across here. It says former Secretary of State Hillary Rodham Clinton refused to answer questions on whether or not her political presidential campaign spied on former President Donald Trump. Did you pay to spy on the Trump campaign? Hillary was asked by a Daily Mailer reporter in a New York City 
on Tuesday. It says, when are you going to comment on the spying allegations, Mrs. Clinton? Now, as I read through this and I was reading the report, she did not give an answer. Matter of fact, she alluded away from the question. So the whole article was basically talking about what's happened and she really made no comment. She it, Neither did she make any comments about her former lawyer, uh, Sessman, and his federal indictment into the whole Trump-Russia collusion. So I, I, I wanted to bring it up. I knew there wasn't going to be anything that she said, folks. Again, it's like I keep telling everybody, she is not... If they try to put federal charges against her, I will be really surprised. You know what? I won't even be surprised. I'll go ahead and just make this bet right now. My wife is is here in the room with me. I'll go ahead and make this. If they federally indict or put charges against Hillary Clinton, which I'm telling you it's not going to happen, I will dress up like a woman for a day. I will dress up like a woman for a day. I will even go to work in a skirt. Because that is how 100% I know they're never going to put federal charges against Hillary Clinton. <clears throat> As I said that, my wife was in there grinning. But I'm telling you, I, I know this for a fact, folks. They're not going to ever put charges against that woman. That has to do with this. Not going to happen in a million years. I would like to see it. I don't really want to wear a dress for a day. But it's just, it's not going to happen. Now, moving away from this, I was also talking about before I went to break. <clears throat> I was talking about the... Uh, the Biden administration with his comment about uh, defending Ukraine liberty would cause the U.S. economy pain. Now, I didn't get to read the article. I kind of made some snippy comments about it. So I'll go ahead and read the article here. It says, Joe Biden on Tuesday acknowledged the likelihood that the U.S. and allied sanctions on Russia and retaliation for an invasion of Ukraine would have significant blowback on the American economy, including possible price hikes, disruption on the nation's energy supply, and more. He was quoted on saying, the American people understand that defending democracy and liberty is never without cost, Biden said in his remarks at the White House about the ongoing crisis. He said, I will pretend this will be painless. Now, I'm not going to read any more of this article because I ju it just sums it up here at the beginning. Basically, what Joe Biden is saying is, if he does do anything, there's going to be more economic consequences. When it comes to the deficit, when it comes to the economy and the issue with inflation. Now, folks, I'm actually kind of surprised he, he hasn't said that they want to go through with this because... What they would do is, 
then they could blame all of this on Russia. I'm actually really surprised he came out and said what he did here. Instead of trying to do something with Russia in a war and then say, well, this was all, the inflation and everything is all caused by Russia. I'm actually surprised he didn't do that. But really what this really alludes to, and it's not even a guess, it's like what I've said from the beginning. Joe Biden has no backbone. I could have told everybody the U.S. was going to do nothing. If Putin went and invaded Ukraine tomorrow, the United States is going to do nothing. You know, I keep hearing this, well, we've got this whole thing set up with sanctions, Mr. Nash. Well, what are you going to sanction him on? Russia is energy independent, like we used to be. We also open the door, folks, that they, <clears throat> they're getting money now from all the European countries because we opened up all of their, their gas lines, their oil, their natural gases to Germany and all of the other European countries over there. So what was once a squeeze on their finances, there is nothing now. Joe Biden has no, he has no golden, golden ticket here, folks. He has nothing sanction-wise that's really going to cause any significant damage to Russia. And the fact that communist China and Russia are working together, well, if they can't get something from the U.S. or the European nations, they'll just go to China for it. So, so what are you going to sanction them on? That's what I'm saying. There's no bargaining chip. <clears throat> the bargaining chip, folks, and excuse me for saying this, he got rid of all of them. Joe Biden got rid of all of his bargaining chips. We have nothing, nothing that we can use against Russia and Vladimir Putin. <clears throat> now I'm, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm, I'm sipping on some, some herbal tea here. When we went to break, I started losing my voice again. And I, I honestly think it's a change of weather here. But folks, again, there, there's no bargaining chip with Joe Biden. There's nothing we have that we can use in our back pocket against Russia and Vladimir Putin. Moving on to the next article, because I have a couple here that I wanted to get to um, before before I, I went to break here. And I, <clears throat> I, I have them, but I, I just want to make sure I've got them in the right sequence here. So this next one is kind of, remember here several weeks ago, and if you don't, I'll remind everybody that is in my listening audience. <clears throat> I had said that for the general election coming up in November, what did I say was going to happen? I said COVID would start becoming a thing of the past. And we would eventually get to something else. 
Now, I read an article that stated that there was a new type of bird flu that had not made it into the United States. Excuse me. I had said that this bird flu would be the next thing or something close to it. It would be a mutation, and that would be the next big pandemic or the start to the next big thing that the government and your big pharmaceutical companies would be working on next, and they would make another big ordeal out of this. Well, have I got the news article for everybody here? This was on Fox News here. It says, bird flu detected in Kentucky, Virginia, Indiana as outbreak worsens and widens. It says, the avian flu has now been detected in flocks of birds in Virginia and in Kentucky. Just days after Indiana officials have euthanized over 29,000 turkeys due to the spread of the virus, the U.S. Department of Agriculture announced on Monday. It says dozens of wild birds have tested positive along the East Coast in recent weeks, including three in the Carolinas last month. It says the avian flu usually does not cause any symptoms in wild birds, but it can be deadly and domestic poultry. Now, going into this article, it talks about how the avian flu can actually mutate and be passed from bird to person or interspecies. They've also talked about in this article that the simple fact that congesting birds with the flu has scientists concerned. And that we could be on to the next big, big viral pandemic. It says worldwide here, it says 864 people have contracted the avian flu in human infections since 2003, resulting in 456 deaths, according to the CDC and WHO. So there you have it, folks. I'm telling you now. And I alluded to this a couple months ago, and I'm alluding to it again. I'm telling you, you will see something come of this. I really don't think it's going to be a real thing or as big as they make it. But I'm telling you, the replacement for COVID will happen. I'm, I'm putting my money on the bird flu, some type of a bird flu. That's just my two cents. I wanted to share that because I seen that article when it caught my eye and I thought, ah, here we go. It's starting. Now, the last two articles I saved for last here, and it's because, like I said, Thursday I have Scott Weibling coming on. And it's over issues, again, with the education and schools Rather, at the local, state, level, all over the U.S., it's it's suffering. There's a lot of problems. The two big articles here kind of allude to some of the issues you are seeing. 
And it may be some of the issues we even get to hear with, with Mr. Scott Weibling. The first one is from thehill.com. It says, fight over parental rights in schools reaches fever pitch. Now, we all know the fight between who is actually in charge of your child, rather the parent or the school, has been going on, what's being taught in schools, and who really has the final say when it comes to your child. So I want to read this article here. It says, the debate over parents' rights regarding how schools operate and what material they should teach is reaching a boiling point in the U.S. With numerous legal and political battles playing out across the country. It says, this week in Florida, uh, Senate Education Committee passed a parental rights and uh, education bill also known by critics as the Don't Say Gay Bill. You heard what I just said. Don't Say Gay Bill. It says the legislation would block school districts from allowing discussions about sexual orientation and gender identity in the classroom. It says across the country, in San Francisco, parents have expressed outrage over the city school's board not going back in-person classes sooner during the pandemic. Moves to rename schools aimed for of the closures and discussion to do away with one of high school's merit-based admissions systems. It says that outrage has led to recall votes for three members on the board, which is set to, to set to take place next Monday. It says other places, like in Virginia, three Democrats and the state Senate joined with Republicans on Wednesday in voting to make masks optional for the Commonwealth K-12 classrooms, something Governor Glenn uh, Youngkin has struggled to achieve with executive orders that is being fought in the courtrooms. It says nationwide anger from parents and their children's education first surfaced during a series of uh, school board meetings in Landon County, Virginia last year, and has since been playing in a role in the country's and this country's most intense political, legal, and cultural battles. So there you have it. Now, along with this article, there was another one that I wanted to read here. This was actually on the Washington Post's website. It's titled, New Critical Race Theory Laws Have Teachers Scared, Confused, and Self-Censoring. I wanted to read this. I've read some of this. It says, a Utah student group was called Black and Proud. It says, the principal had it renamed a New Hampshire history teacher used to discuss current events in a unit about race and economics no more. In Florida, school officials canceled a lecture for teachers on the history of civil rights movements while they considered whether it was uh, violent stat in nature of the rules. It says 13 states new laws or 
derivatives govern how race can be taught in schools, in some cases creating reporting systems for complaints. The result, teachers, principals say, in a climate of fear around how to comply with rules they often do not understand. It says the new rules typically bar teachers from suggesting the United States is a racist country, from evaluating one race or gender or another, or by implying that one race is superior. As I went through this article, folks, the Washington Post makes this sound like teachers are lost because, and, and, and principals and, and administrations are lost in the schools across the country because of what they're calling these new critical race theory laws. When in fact, what it is, is you have our elected officials, you have parents coming out and saying, look, we don't want this filth being presented in classrooms and educate and trying to brainwash our children in the education system. This article here has nothing to do and it's from the Washington Post, and I wanted to read it so you could hear it. It has nothing to do with teachers or the administration in schools or principals being lost. The ones that are lost are these liberal fruitcakes and the teaching organization or your teachers' unions who are purposely putting smut, cultural race theories, this white privilege garbage in schools. And then this article says, well, teachers don't know how to react. They have to basically self-censor themselves. Look, if you have to self-censor yourself because you don't know what is good education from bad education, and you can't decipher what is proper teaching material from what is not proper teaching material? You should not be teaching in a classroom. Period. Here's a great example of why I, I'm laughing at this article and shaking my head. They make it sound like teaching critical race theory in a school isn't a bad thing. That it's a misunderstanding. When in actuality, folks, it's not a misunderstanding. They're teaching hate race in schools. There's nothing confusing about that. If you're teaching that Everyone that's white, every white child, anyone with white skin is a racist by heart. You're teaching hate, racial hate. If you're suggesting that one skin tone over the other has more power, more seniority, more rights than another, 
you're teaching racial hate. I hate to tell you that. If you're going in there and you're teaching that there are no sexes, and that you can be whatever you want to be, and you go through and say there are no men and there are no women, there's no there's no differential between sex. You do not need to be teaching in a school. And this article by the Washington Post, they're they're, they're not down. The, the article's headline here is misleading. It would make you think that oh my gosh, the teachers and the and the administration that's in there. They don't know what to teach because, you know, the things that they're teaching are being said that's bad, like actual history or actual science or sexual, actual sexual education. No, that's not, that's what's misleading about this article. They're making it sound like the principles that you and I were educated on in school They're making it sound like that's the same principle that's being taught to our children in schools still today. And you know damn well, as as, as well as I do, that is not the case. And then as you read further along in this article, you hear it. It's all of this left, liberal, wing dribble. Well, we're getting attacked in schools by the parents and and administrations and conservatives because they're saying we're wrong and now we have to censor ourselves. We have to self-censor ourselves and we're confused. You're confused? You're confused. You're, you're educating poison to, an, to the new education of children And you're confused? You've taken all of our normal standard of education and principles. The founding of this country. Gender. Actual science and biology. You name it and you've completely, even mathematics, and you've turned it completely around. You've made everybody of certain races, you've you've turned them against each other. You've made certain skin tone colors of individuals and students, you've made them racist. You've made them bigots. You name it. And then you go through and you teach people. You teach people that hating one another for their skin tone, well, if, if you're a minority, that's perfectly fine. And this is what's being taught in our schools. And then, then you take certain skin tones and certain groups and you teach them that they should devalue themselves because they were born a certain color or a certain race or a certain gender. And you wonder why parents from around the country are standing up to schools, school boards, and the school unions, 
all over the place and fighting back. And you're wondering why they're fighting back. Because they're trying to stop the radicalization that you're trying to brainwash their children, their grandchildren, the future of this country. They're trying to stop the brainwash. People are tired of it. And you wonder why. You wonder why, like the last article that I read, you wonder why there's backlash going on with parents and school districts. It's not something that you have to overthink. It's a no-brainer. Well, that is going to end my show tonight, folks. I would like to, again, like I always do at the end of my show here at Political Theater, I like to thank everybody. I want to thank all of my listeners. I want to thank all of our sponsor, our sponsors through Think Local First. Again, if you have a business and you would like it to be free, I do not charge anybody. Free advertisement for you. Drop me a line. You can find me on Facebook. Just go to political, just look for Charles Nash. You'll see political theater. You'll see my Facebook page. You can't miss it. You'll have a, there's a picture of me on there in red, white, and blue. It looks like something out of the Ronald Reagan presidential poster. You can't miss it. Or you can contact me by phone. Area code 740-383. Oh, excuse me. I just messed that up. I, I forgot. I changed it. It's 740-802-7936. I forgot I had changed that here the other day. Or you can even contact me, folks. By email, it would be politicaltheater114 at gmail.com. And again, if you would like to also come on the show, the Dark Knight mic is always open to anyone, and I mean anyone, to come on. Now, before I end the show, my last announcement again, I will have Thursday about 4.30... I will be doing a sit-down with Scott Weibling on the Marion City School Board. There are some issues going on with, here in the state of Ohio here with the education system coming down on local schools. Uh, there's a, probably a lot more that has to uh, involved in this. I'm, I'm still getting, getting information about what's going to transpire information-wise within the discussion. Um, I would say if, if this is probably if you have someone in Marion City Schools or if you're in the state of Ohio or at this matter, since it has to do with at the not just the local, but the state level. I would let I would say everyone who wants to who has children in school, you probably need to, to sit down and listen to this because you may find out some things that's going on here at the local and state level for our state. And it may be happening in your state. So again, Thursday, 4.30, I'll be sitting down to do that interview with Scott Weibling. After we are done, it'll be on all of my networks for everyone to listen to. Again, I want to thank everybody for listening. And I will be back Thursday afternoon 
for the interview with Scott Weibling. So again, thanks everybody and have a good night and I'll see you soon.